Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Bayer, and I will be your host. Today's guest is Derek Collins. Derek is married to one of my favorite people in the world, Sarah Collins, who has been a guest on the show before, and we work together at the Bayer Group. Derek and Sarah live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they own a business called The Pedal Tavern. In today's episode, Derek and I talk about the ins and outs of starting a small business, marketing a local business, and how to survive during the pandemic. Derek shares all of his local marketing secrets on how to build a business stemming from drinking, biking, boating, and kayaking. Sounds kind of dangerous, but it's actually very interesting to hear how Derek had to go through a lot of red tape to get his business up and running and how he's duplicating his efforts in other cities. Welcome, Derek, to Social PR Secrets. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to have my guest today, Derek Collins, who is coming coming to us from Milwaukee. Hey, Derek, how are you? Hey, Lisa. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, so rumor has it that you're the future mayor of Milwaukee. Well, the unofficial mayor of Milwaukee. The unofficial mayor of Milwaukee. I, I doubt that, um, but I do love Milwaukee, and uh, I have a lot of great friends here. My family is from Milwaukee, and I have a few businesses in the area, and um, I have nothing but positive things to say about Milwaukee. Well, the way I met Derek was through Sarah Collins, who works with me at the Buyer Group, and she's married to Derek, and that's how I found out about all the cool and innovative things that you've been doing in Milwaukee, which doesn't just include one business, it includes several businesses. So why don't you tell us about your first business and how you got that started? Yeah, absolutely. So the first business that I started in Milwaukee, it's called the Milwaukee Pedal Tavern. And it is a 16 passenger giant bicycle bar and it cruises around the streets and it goes on tours for two hours and holds up to 16 people. And we rented out for uh, birthday parties, corporate team building events, bachelor, bachelorette parties on the weekends, and just um, anyone who wants to kind of explore the city. So we started that around 2010, and we started with one vehicle, and then we have since grown um, to, we're actually up to eight vehicles now. Um, but they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're a great way to see the city, and people seem to really enjoy it. So from what I understand, the story when you got started, it was... Um... It's a it's an awesome concept. I mean, drinking and seeing a city and, you know, not having to make that much effort in, in doing it is like a cool concept. But I understand you had a couple snags along the way that you had to, um, some red tape you had to get through. Could you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started the business, there really wasn't a blueprint behind it. And we were only the second city to do it behind Minneapolis. So when we first started, we're like, all right, you know, we, we operate as a green limousine. So um, it, we, we have the same rules as, as a limousine where people can bring their own beverages and then we just go from, from bar to bar. Well, the city dug a little deeper and they found out that we were actually breaking a state law um, and there just wasn't anything written about our specific vehicles because like our vehicles don't have a motor and they don't, don't qualify as an actual limousine. So the city actually stripped our beer off of our pedal taverns in 2012, which was very devastating because like, that was like one of the main points of, uh, of cruising around the city. And uh, so what we did uh, with the help of a lot of people who were on the same boat as us is that we pretty much just uh, petitioned the state and we were able to get a state bill written. And then eventually the bill became a law 
And then uh, a year later, January 2013, you were legally able to drink on a pedal tavern. That's so cool. So um, where does the pedal tavern, where, where, what does it look like today? I think, you know, you've expanded out into more types of, um, of choices of, of services. Yeah. So with the pedal tavern, um, other opportunities came up. Uh, we were actually uh, presented by um, a manufacturer who, who produced a similar concept, but on the water. And uh, so we actually were able to buy a few of those boats and we call those paddle taverns. And they operate on the Milwaukee River in the inner harbor, also the outer harbor uh, towards Lake Michigan. And um, and then from there, we were also able to um, to, to pull up with, with some more friends and actually purchase a building so we can house everything. So we can do all of our tours from one building. Also, the building has um, a bar in it called Boone and Crockett. And there's also a uh, event space called the Cooperage. So we kind of kept building and building and building and kept reinvesting. And then from our building, we were actually able to open up and uh, create some more tours with um, boats called Duffy Boats. So we rent those, those out of um, our, our harbor. And then we also rent kayaks through Bruce City Kayaks. So we want our little spot down here to be like Milwaukee's playground. So you can do whatever you want. You can kayak, you can take out a duffy boat, you can paddle tavern, paddle tavern. And uh, we most recently just launched a bike tour company called Milwaukee by Bike. So you can also do bicycle tours as well. I can imagine that outdoor recreation right now during the pandemic is something that is in pretty high demand. So did that help dictate some of your new offerings? Yes. So what we found is that large groups, um, people just didn't want to do it. So um, people, but people still want to go out and people still want to do things. So the, the, the first thing that we actually launched was uh, on May 2nd, the governor of Wisconsin said that you can help us renting out boats and start renting out kayaks. So we started renting out our, our kayaks with Bruce City Kayak and, and those have been extremely busy, extremely popular. And then also our boats, we actually changed up our, our rental structure. So instead of renting the full boat um, and paying for a full, you just pay by the seat. So, and then it's, it's only your, your group. So whether you have four people or 10 people, yeah, you're on the boat, but you pay by the seat. Cause we, we figured there, there'd be a lot um, more, more groups of just smaller people that want to go out and want to enjoy the water. And we definitely captured that. And, um, and actually we just ordered two more Duffy boats and those should be here relatively soon. That's awesome. Congratulations. So lots of businesses have had to make huge adjustments because of the pandemic, but just in general, can you share what are, what have been the most successful ways that you've, um, been able to get the word out and get exposure as you've been building your business um, from a local standpoint, how do you how do you get visibility from people that are just visiting Milwaukee and then local residents in Milwaukee? Yeah. So as far as uh, the way the way we kind of get exposure, uh, we do a few things. One is we we run um, like a social media platform with just Instagram posts and Facebook. Uh, but secondly, is that we do a lot of uh, just Google ads, um, and those ads uh, kind of uh, you know we. we we kind of capture the Milwaukee market, like Milwaukee plus minus 30 miles. Um, and then um, what else do we do? Um, you know, we're, we're just out and about and like we're, we're kind of high exposure ourselves. So when the pellet taverns are on the street, people know who, who we are. Um, so we have a, a lot of signage on our vehicles as well. 
What about reviews? How do you handle reviews? Do you do you mostly focus on like, for example, TripAdvisor or Yelp or Google reviews? Yeah, actually, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, we we focus a lot on reviews. Um, if you look at at our pages, like we have either 4.9 or five stars across all of uh, either Pedal Tavern, Kayak, or Guppy Boats, or, or Paddle Tavern. And what we do is after every tour, we send them both, both um, an email asking them to give us a review. But what we found has been more um, uh, receptive to people is that we, if we send them a text message an hour or two after they finish their excursion, uh, like most people are pretty pumped, they're pretty jazzed, and they're willing to, to give a um, review. And so the, the reviews are either Google or TripAdvisor. Like those are like the main two that, that, that we focus on. Um, also Facebook and Yelp, um, but we've had most success with uh, TripAdvisor and Google. Um, also with, with TripAdvisor, um, the, our, the Paddle Tavern is the top boat excursion to do in Milwaukee, and the Pedal Tavern is the top uh, nightlife thing to do in, in Milwaukee. That's awesome. And how do you find, um, how do you handle negative reviews? Because it's, it's kind of, I mean, right now we fe- we're living in what they're calling a review obsessed world where people kind of live in and breathe by reviews, but not every review is going to be positive. So how do you handle negative reviews? Yeah. I mean, every once in a while negative reviews come through and, um, and we, we don't, uh, Walk at it, you know. Like we, we're, we're, we're kind of like, oh my gosh, like this review is bad. Like let's let's address it. So we'll actually reach out to that person and ask them, you know, what the problem was. Usually they'll list what the problem is inside the um, review. So we we had a review actually it was last year. One of the pedal taverns broke down and we had uh, their tour got canceled. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing that we could do about it. We gave them a full refund, but they still left the bad review because of uh, because of that the vehicle actually canceled. Um, but almost all the reviews are just positive, so we don't we don't really deal with them all that much. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like when a flight is delayed because of weather, and somebody leaves a bad review about the airline. It's like, okay, well, what can you do? Like that's life, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, we we've all been there before too. Uh, but what, what we take pride on is really offering great customer service. And, and we kind of believe that the tour starts like when they show up. So we always greet them. We always welcome them because when, when people come to our check-in spot, they really don't know like what's going on. So we say, hey, like welcome to the Pedal Tavern. You guys all need to sign a waiver. We'll give you a wristband. Make sure you guys have a great time because um, everyone checks in at least like 20 or 30 minutes before the tour starts just, just so that everyone is there. Um, because we just don't like to leave late. So from a small business standpoint, I'm just kind of like zeroing in more on the, um, from the time the pandemic started to now, I mean, it's been, you know, just a big roller coaster and extremely hard for all small businesses to kind of pivot and reset and try to figure out like what to do next. So can you like walk us through like some of like your most, you know, like learning moments of what made a difference in the pandemic that you were able to reset and pivot? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this hit is hard and um, usually in like February, like, like January, February, March, we don't have a lot of income in general because we're, we're seasonal. And those are also like, it's, it's just before the beginning of the season. So all of our accounts are extremely low. <laughs> And then once the pandemic happened and we couldn't operate or do anything, 
we also had a lot of people um, asking for refunds. So obviously, you know, like we're going to honor those refunds, but you know, that that's really going to drain us down. So what we did with Pedal Tavern and Pedal Tavern is that we offered them incentives to take um, gift certificates so that they could book at a time because people are still going to want to do these things, but they're going to do them in like April and May. So uh, what we found is that people were very, very receptive of that. And uh, we really appreciated that. I think people were also looking up for small businesses too. Um, and the, the, the thing that's really like kind of killing us right now is that we can't hold these events that we've had um, at, at the Cooperage event space. So we had weddings booked every Saturday from May through the middle of November. Every Saturday we had a wedding book. And luckily we've only had, I think, one cancellation, but we were able to reschedule all the other weddings um, for 2021 and, and later. So um, what we found is that the, the customers that we talked to, I mean, they're kind of uh, understanding as far as as, uh, as, as why, you know, things are canceling, but they still want to do all these amazing things that we have. So they're, they're willing to work with us and we're, we're willing to work with them. And then, you know, like the, the few guests that we had to cancel for pedal taverns and pedal taverns, like we would either put them on a duffy boat or try to put them on a kayak. So just trying to kind of shift them over towards those businesses. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you're making, you know, you're making, turning something that could be negative and maybe somebody wanting to just quit turning it into something that's an opportunity. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're really uh, grateful for, for the people that are rescheduling and for the people that are doing the other activities. Um, and we're, we're just trying to offer the best co customer service that we possibly can. And I, I heard through the grapevine that you're venturing out of Wisconsin and you're opening something maybe in the keys. Um, there, there is a, boat happening in the Key West. It is um, uh, basically there, there's a company out of uh, Florida. Uh, it's called Loggerhead Cycle Boats. Um, and they ventured out to Key West. And, um, and, and basically, we actually invested in it. So, uh, so it should be happening um, any day now. They're just waiting on Coast Guard approval. Awesome. I've also heard and seen that you've been in the in the news a bunch of times. You had some media coverage and some nice publicity. So how did you get that publicity and what do you think that publicity did for, for your business in general, not just during the pandemic, but over since you started the business in 2013? Um, well, since we started it, we've had a lot of people. I mean, we, we, we've done some press releases where, you know, we, we've explained um, like the, the new laws that are happening uh, as far as uh, being able to drink on the bikes. Um, and then also the, the press in Milwaukee are also looking for activities that are happening. So we, we had some pretty good um, coverage when the boat rentals and kayak rentals first started. Um, and we actually were able to get in contact with the media and they came down. And we actually had a pretty decent interview with them. And after that, you know, people were, were jazzed about it. I mean, people just want to get out. Like everyone cooped up for for the whole time and being in Wisconsin, like in the winter being cooped up is the worst because <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> to do. <laughs> At least when, when you're in Florida, you can go for a walk outside in Wisconsin, you're just freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's good to hear that the media is covering positive news and not just focusing on the polarizing negativity that they could be focusing and they're, they're helping, you know, 
yeah. find find the tidbits whenever, of good news. Yeah, whenever I watch the news, like the first like, ten minutes is always like the most awful stuff in the world, and after that, they always try to do some some positive things. <laughs> So what tips would you give a small business owner that might be a local small business owner that's kind of going through similar struggles that you're going through to reset and, and, um, and survive through this? Yeah, I would say just that relationship that you have with the customer is key. And I mean, people, people want to do these activities and they're going to do these activities. It's just going to be delayed a little bit. So if you can keep that positivity going with them, uh, telling them, hey, you know, like we're we're on your side. Like we 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 want to go out just as bad as you do. Um, just give it a little bit. I mean, I think people are are, are going to come back and kind of uh, embrace that. One of the things that I know happened during the pandemic um, is that you had a baby, you and Sarah. And how has that changed your kind of like how you conduct business and your work life balance? First off, having a baby was amazing. <laughs> There was the best, and Layla, Layla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her, yeah. So Sarah is is my wife, and then Layla is my baby. Um, but uh, yeah, but having the baby during the pandemic was kind of cool because I couldn't do anything anyways. So I was quarantined at the house with a newborn, and uh, we had a lot of amazing time there. Um, but what it's done for my work life balance, I I try to get home every night at five o'clock now. Um, it's a little bit harder in, in, in the past. I would stay here till like six or seven, but now I really appreciate going home, hanging out with Layla, giving her a bath and, and putting her down. Um, yeah, but she's awesome. So it's, it's, it's our first kid. Um, I love her. She's great. Um, love to spend time with her. <laughs> I know also that you and Sarah did a little bit of a, a detox. So can you talk about that and like how that how you liked it or didn't like it and maybe share some tips on, on, on the detox or doing a detox. Yeah. So we, we did a, a 10 day detox <laughs> and uh, I guess, you know, like during the pandemic, there's nothing to do. So I guess you kind of drink a lot. <laughs> um, <but laughs> it was, it was uh, yes, yeah, so it was a 10 day detox and uh, you just, you, you don't drink, you don't eat sugar, you don't eat bread and basically you just eat healthy for 10 days. Um, I lost like 15 pounds and uh, I felt amazing. And um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I don't mind doing those. <laughs> so what tips would you give if someone wanted to do one? What would you say do this or do that? Oh, so for the tips, I would say, uh, make sure to go to the grocery store the day before that you're going to do it and load up on all the food that you want to eat. Because like the worst thing to do is to be hungry for or on on these uh, 10 day detoxes. And then you're kind of scrambling to find food. Um, so and then eat at home, have all your meals prepared ahead of time. So I always knew what I was going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner the day before. And that really helps. Yeah. So I would imagine being in the industry that you're in, like a pedal tavern and then having a bar and right in your building. And then, you know, having a lot of friends in the business, it's tempting to just like, not just, you know, have a glass or glass of wine at home, but also just drinking, you know, just is kind of right in front of you. So how do you go 10 days without drinking with, with all that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, the funny thing about that is that I, I didn't realize how many times people offered me a beer until I stopped drinking. Because I swear the first three days I was offered a beer like eight times by eight different people. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, do I really drink all that much? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's, it's just different. I mean, people are, are understanding people are like, okay, cool. You know, like that's not a big deal. You know, I, I bought a whole bunch of uh, bubbly and, and, uh, and, and some seltzer waters. Like LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah. 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 You know, like those are great to have around the house because it, it's it's not just drinking plain water. You know, you, you actually have some fizz or something, um, which I really enjoy. Yeah. So I went, I mean, I've been isolated too in Florida, even though we're able to go walk outside, but not, I don't live around a lot of my friends. And so I was visiting them last week. And I think the common theme with everybody through this pandemic is like everybody's been drinking way too much. Everybody's trying to figure out how to drink less or people are talking about rehab or they know somebody that's in rehab. So it's just like interesting because, you know, you don't really realize like what a crutch, you know, you, you have on having a glass of wine or two at night. And then like, so this week, my husband and I have been trying, we've been successful at not drinking the whole week. And by day, yeah, day, it's like day four or five right now, but it feels so good. And you realize like how much it's like really just like a mental thing. And the seltzer, the, the LaCroix is kind of like my secret to like not drinking during the week because I just like pour a little LaCroix in a wine glass and it's kind of just the, I don't know, the psychologically, I feel like it's doing, having the same placebo effect on me, but without yeah. having the alcohol. I, I totally agree. And then like the, the thing about it too, is that after 10 days, like once you, once you like have a cocktail or a drink or once you eat like a like some bread or something that's not a part of the, the detox you can actually like feel it in in your body which is like something you don't really experience if you have like a beer you know every day or every other other day or something it's uh it's just a totally different experience yeah so uh, we're just about out of time but just one more one or two more questions so if you had to do everything over again what it what would you what advice would you give yourself what advice oh my gosh um well, I would say continue to work just as hard as I did. Um, I always did that. So like that first year that I operated in 2010, I had a full-time job. I was a freight broker. And then I ran all these tours and I drove every tour. So I would work from seven to five. And then after that, I would do the tours from like, you know, six to 11 PM and then do that nonstop. Um, so as far as advice, just, you know, are there any efficiency efficiencies that you have now that you wish you had then or anything like that? Like technology that you're using now that you, you wish you knew about? Yeah. I mean, when we first started, there wasn't online booking. So that was a big pain in the butt. So uh, definitely the online booking is key. Um, and then uh, making sure that you have a really good CPA. And luckily I've, I've actually had my same CPA since we started, but he's kept me on track and make sure that our business is run right. So, I mean, and also building bridges. That's, that's been my, my philosophy the whole time is, is keep building bridges because you never know like what opportunities can happen next. And a lot of these companies that I start with, I, I have partners on them. And the way that I've become partners with these people is that they, they see like the work ethic and the, uh, the, the performance coming out of their companies and they're willing to, to work with me and I'm willing to work with them and then from there, you know, we've, we've kind of built these amazing professional relationships, but at the same time, we have an, a lot of fun. So those are my, my biggest thing is I would, I would give for advice is have a good CPA, build bridges, and, um, you know, 
look look at a lot of the opportunities. I mean, you're going to turn some down, but but a lot of the opportunities are, are great that are out there. That's, that's awesome. Did you ever think that you would, did you, were you looking to have your own business or multiple businesses like you have today? Uh, well, out, out of college, actually, I, I was, um, I was in this, uh, this company. It was almost like a, it was, it was like a door to door sales company. They kind of taught you about entrepreneurship and ownership and, and building a team. So they kind of taught you all these things and I kind of bought into it. And I just saw a lot of other people that were working just the typical nine to five cube life. And I was looking at their opportunities, you know, as they, to be in the cube for the rest of their life or are there other things that you can branch off into. And I thought that entrepreneurship is one way that you can, you, you can grow, um, you can be as successful as you want to, and you can always keep building and uh, no one can really put you in a cube. So are you going to recommend for your daughter to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if she wants to do it. Absolutely. I, I see Layla uh, as the next female disruptor. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that entrepreneurship should be taught more in high school and, and in college, and, and people should really understand what it is. I mean, they teach you all these other classes that you really don't use anymore, but... Uh, this, this one's something that you can definitely use. I totally agree. I mean, it, it wasn't, I think I was 10 years into owning my own business or even like in the past five years did I consider myself an entrepreneur and really the whole time I was like, I just didn't even like really understand that that is what I was actually, you know, like entrepreneurship is such a kind of a, if you're in college, like, what does that actually mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess I was kind of in the same boat as you, you know, I, like when I started the business, I, I mean, I, I had that full-time job. So I was like, oh, like this is like just a little side thing. Like this is kind of fun. Um, yeah, but then it, it, I mean, it took off and we went, went with it and it's challenging and, you know, you don't make any money your first couple of years. So it's, it's very, it's very rough. Um, and then actually that, that's been the case for all businesses is that, you know, it takes like three or four years before you start making money. Yeah. It's funny how people think like, oh, you're the business owner, you know, you make so much money, but you know, really sometimes like the business owner, the entrepreneur is the last person to get a paycheck. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reality. <laughs> um, but the payoffs are, are worth it. So, well, Derek, where is the best place to get in touch with, um, to reach your business and, and look at more, see more about the Pedal Tavern and follow on social? Yeah, so uh, just, I would just go to pedaltavern.com, P-E-D-A-L tavern.com. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at M-K-E Derek. That's M-K-E. That's the initials for Milwaukee. And then Derek is D-E-R-E-K. Okay, awesome. And so maybe we'll see you in Florida and Key West, if not sooner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you for joining us and cheers and namaste. All right. Take care, Lisa. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, 
social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.